Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We've got big questions coming out of the conference championship round next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer, and we're going to talk about some big questions for specifically the teams who were eliminated in the conference championship round, although we'll maybe get to the Chiefs as well. But first, Adam, the Chargers announced on Monday that they are hiring Kellen Moore, former Cowboys offensive coordinator, to be their offensive coordinator. How do you feel about this for Justin Herbert? I think it's an upgrade. I love it. I think it's awesome. Kellen Moore really helped take Dak Prescott's game to a new level. I mean, or maybe it was just a coincidence, but then when Kellen Moore became the offensive coordinator, they started running a lot more plays. They started throwing a lot more. They still ran the ball very effectively. Quite simply, they had a phenomenal offense in three of his four seasons as offensive coordinator. And the one time they didn't, Dak Prescott only played five games and Andy Dalton took over. So I think it's awesome for, uh, for Justin Herbert. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that Every single season that Dak Prescott played with Kellen Moore, his average depth of target was over eight yards. Justin Herbert weirdly had one of the 10 lowest ADOTs for any starting quarterback this season. The third lowest. Yeah, you've got, you know, maybe the biggest armed quarterback not named Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. And this offense was just frustratingly uh, passive. They weren't throwing the ball downfield. I think there is a... They, they could probably use another playmaker in the passing game to really help unlock this offense. But even if they don't add someone, I think we're definitely going to see a bounce back season from Justin Herbert. And I think Kellen Moore will be a part of that. I think it's going to be a good thing for him. So let's move on to some of the big questions coming out of the conference championship game. And I think the, the biggest one for me is what do you think the 49ers are going to do at quarterback in 2023? Obviously, you know, they, they lost to the Eagles in a big way on Sunday. And it was painfully obvious that once Brock Purdy got hurt, one, Josh Johnson just wasn't good enough, and then he got hurt, and Brock Purdy could barely grip the ball. I mean, he, he shouldn't have been out there. It was a, a tough situation. Do you think they stick with Brock Purdy after going you know, 7-0 and leading up to the conference championship game, or is this still Trey Lance's team? Yeah, well, all the reports seem to guess that Brock Purdy was going to be the guy going into the game, that he was going to be the guy at the beginning of the 2023 season. He certainly didn't do anything to lose that job. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. So I guess right now, if I had to take a guess, I would say that it would be Brock Purdy. I would don't really see why. I think they should try Trey Lance out, you know, give them an element to their offense that's that's missing a little bit with the mobile quarterback and a huge arm. So I, I it's what I would do, but I think it's gonna be Brock Purdy. And I asked, you know, Dave, Jamie, and Heath if really if they had any interest in any pass catchers. I think if you look at the target distribution. When McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle were all healthy, it was really, really even, and it yep. wasn't a lot of volume for any of them. And I actually, I think it's terrible for not McCaffrey, but uh, for the other three guys. So I'm not really all that interested in their passing game. It'll be cumulatively very effective, but on an individual level, it'll be frustrating when everyone's healthy. You know, even McCaffrey, like I, I've got him as RB two, so I don't want to say I'm down on him, but he played three games with Elijah Mitchell healthy. Elijah Mitchell left this game with an injury because Elijah Mitchell gets hurt a lot, and that's a concern. But 
in the three games that they played together, McCaffrey had 35 carries. Elijah Mitchell had 28. So I, you know, yeah. I don't think it's going to be that even next season, but it's enough to knock Christian McCaffrey down below Austin Eckler for me, at least. But what I, about I, the I, what about the fact that Dak Prescott had an eight out over eight all those years? You know, does that mean fewer checkdowns, fewer catches for him? And, and look at the catches when look at the catches and the targets for uh, Eckler when yeah. both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are on the field. They, every running back, I feel like you can do that with. So sure. I'm just gonna just gonna go with McCaffrey plus. Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell, healthy. Come on now. Yeah, that's that's also a fair point. All those are fair. Let's move on to the Bengals. And one really interesting note from Sunday's game: Joe Mixon was the number two running back for the Bengals. I mean, he had more carries than Samaj P. Ryan, but Joe Mixon played just thirty-five percent of the snaps in the loss to the Chiefs. Samaj P. Ryan was in there way more often than he was. And this is what we saw, you know, down the stretch after Mixon's concussion is he wasn't playing, you know, 75 to 80 percent of the snaps. He was like 50 to 55 percent of the snaps most weeks. Do you think there's at least some concern that Joe Mixon's not going to be a three down back next season? Well, he wasn't really a three down back this season. He had 60 catches in 14 games, but he only ran, I think, 18 routes on third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, I mean, he just wasn't a third down, the third down back. That was P Ryan. I don't think he's going to be the third down back next year. So I did bring this up as well. I mean, Joe Burrow went from a guy in 2021 that was throwing the ball downfield a ton and wasn't really targeting his running backs to 2022, where he threw the third most passes to running backs and he threw a bunch of them on first and second down. If that goes away, that's a huge piece of the value for Joe Mixon. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be a three down back. I get the feeling they're going to draft his potential replacement. Um, how could they feel good about Joe Mixon at this point? It's obviously just a guess on my part, but uh, I'm I'm not. I, I still feel like got to see what they do personnel wise. He could still be a really good second round pick just based on volume and scoring touchdowns on a great offense. But I had him as RB five at the end of the regular season, and he just hasn't performed well enough to justify that. Yeah, I think he looks more like an RB2 heading into next season. And let's go uh, one more quick one. I, I want to drop a hot take and see what you think. Okay. All right. For this one, here's my hot take. The highest drafted wide receiver on the Chiefs for the 2023 fantasy football season is not currently on the roster. Is that a hot take? No. No. I mean, how can you go into this season with Kazarius Tony as your top receiver, right? I mean, just, I don't think you can do you that. Can't. So I would agree with you. I think they'll have to do something. Why not bring Juju back? I don't know, but he's been really phased out. I know he got hurt in this game, but, uh, yeah. I think I I think I agree with you. I think I agree. Yeah, Kadarius Tony got hurt again. He's been just a role player for the Chiefs, and he's been pretty productive. You know, in that role, they've used him near the goal line. It's been very valuable for him, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy, even in you know a role where he played. I think the most snaps he played was thirty one percent for the Chiefs. So I just I don't know how they can trust him next season. I, I'm fine with him around the eighty fifth to a hundredth pick. You know, in the mock drafts that we've done so far, but. You know, if they don't bring someone in, his ADP is going to skyrocket next season. I just, I can't get, I can't bring myself to get excited about him at this point. It's just the inability to stay healthy is, is so tough for him. So that was like this though. I mean, this guy is the most injury prone receiver I can it's remember. It's in two hamstring injuries that he's missed time with two ankles. He had his knee scoped. He had an oblique injury. He had a quad injury. He left yesterday's game with a foot or ankle injury. It's been unbelievable how often he's gotten hurt. But at this point, I mean, we're two ga- two years in and he's played like three games in a row one time. So I, I just, I and don't know how they can trust him. I don't know how we can trust him. It goes back to college as well with him. Yep. 
Yep, it's a tough spot. I, I feel bad. I, I He's a clearly an electric playmaker, but it hasn't happened for him so far. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Dynasty stuff with Heath Cummings. We'll see you then. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.